Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. As many of you know, as I mentioned last time, I went home for Thanksgiving, and I'll actually be going home again in a week or so around holiday time, because I love going home for the holidays. But something I noticed last time that I was home is that I wasn't totally myself, or I I was myself, but I was kind of like the 2010 version of myself, except that I could legally drink wine at dinner. There's something about going home that makes us regress a little bit. We snap back into our old ways, we fit into our old molds, and while I'm not a totally independent grown-up, I am, by most government standards, an adult. But then I go home, and I'm bickering over the car with my sister, and I'm whining, and I'm asking my dad to make me coffee, and I'm staying in my pajamas until noon. And you know what? My parents are guilty, too, because they snap back into curfew mode, and my mom still waits up for us on nights that we go out. So I was thinking about this idea of what happens when we go home again and turn back into our teenage selves. I've asked Dr. Kristen Wins to join me today to talk about this. She is a child and adolescent psychologist who owns a child and adolescent specialty private practice in Cary, North Carolina called Wins Family Psychology. And she's going to help explain this weird transitional time that we're all experiencing as 20-somethings, especially now when we're all heading back home for the holidays. So welcome, Dr. Wins. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, so I know you and I had talked before about, and I said to you, I was like, I, I go home and I said all those things. I'm whining. I'm staying in my pajamas. And you seemed, <laughs> you were like not surprised at all. In fact, you said that you even still see it with you and your husband when you guys go home for the holidays. Absolutely. And we are at least a, a couple decades, I guess, past <laughs> teenagerhood, but Unfortunately, we still see uh, some of the same issues, even at the the ripe age of 40. So can you tell me a little bit about last, you know, if you guys went home for Thanksgiving, what it was like for you at your stage of life? I already kind of described what it was like at mine. Sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining, actually, um, (laughs) if you take out the, the frustration. So with my family, I definitely noticed my my sister and I quickly regress into a little bit of childish behavior that, again, is hilarious to us, but our parents don't quite find it <laughs> as funny. So, They're, like, exasperated. <laughs> this year, we're at one end of the table kind of cutting up, and my mom has given us glances and grumbling about our antics as she's trying to have a an actual group conversation. And at, at one point, my I have a twin sister, and at one point she starts posing with licking her plate and having her husband take pictures of her (laughs) (laughs) licking her plate at the end of the delicious Thanksgiving feast, and my mom notices, and she's rolling her eyes, and I think it's funny, and the kids think it's funny. So So can you talk to me and the the listeners out there a little bit about what regression really is? Because I'm not... I mean, in this case, we're not really talking about something super serious, but this idea of these temporary regressions when you go home and you snap back into your old ways. Can you tell us a little bit about that from a psychological perspective? Sure. I think it's a few different factors that that lead into that. For one, with many family dynamics, even if it's dysfunctional, we tend to regress to what works. So back in the day when we were all under one roof, families tend to 
kind of revert into certain dynamics and patterns of interacting with each other that just kind of get you through the day okay. And even if they aren't the most functional, again, being back home with everybody under one roof, it's sort of familiar and comfortable to, to regress to those old ways of, of interacting and communicating. So certainly that's, that's one aspect of it. But there's also something really powerful about physical cues. So mm-hmm. if you are back staying in your childhood room again that still is decorated with your teenager <laughs> interests and pictures and right. you've got familiar smells that you remember from candle that's always burning or certain food that is always out, you know, bread, fresh bread out of the oven. It's really amazing how physical cues can kind of trigger us to to regress a few years or a few <laughs> decades into to some of those old roles again. Right. So what's like what's happening in your brain? Like as you, as your brain saying all of a sudden, okay, we're back home. Dad's stuffing is there. The Christmas tree is up. You should start acting like a thirteen-year-old again. Like, wh- <laughs> why does it correlate? Like, why can't you just smell stuffing and Christmas trees and be like, okay, I'm an adult who smells Christmas trees, and that's okay because I have a nose, and that's just an adult thing. Like, why does your brain make you revert to to those? those angsty years or whatever year you revert to. Yes, it's really interesting. I mean, our senses are are really primitive, you know, compared to other functions of our brain, your sense of sight and smell and and sounds, all those are are pretty primitive and and so are our emotions. So sometimes having that connection of what we're sensing and then sometimes our emotions are also kind of going into primitive mode where Unfortunately, for for many families, there are still unresolved conflicts that pop up when we're all together. So sometimes seeing your parents fighting and it triggers, oh, my gosh, this is the same thing they were fighting about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And or you and your sibling, you know, once your siblings start in with something and you're thinking to yourself, my gosh, are we still disagreeing about that? So sometimes even the interactions can trigger those emotions that are are fairly primitive with anger and frustration that, again, set off that chain reaction of how we start behaving then. And I also think that I feel like you mentioned this earlier. It's there's something where you you said that you go back to what worked. And like for my family, it's myself and my younger sister and my mom and dad. And like, if I come home and play the adult role, like there really, there was never really room for three adults. Like there was room for two parents and two right. sisters. And so it sometimes feels like if I try to, to play the parent role to my sister and give her some sort of parental type of advice, it feels off. And there's like an imbalance there, which I definitely noticed this last time that I was home. Yes, for sure. That can happen with, with between siblings, but I think you're also touching on what happens with parents where I I think no matter how old we kids, in quote marks, get, parents still have certain habits with giving advice or wanting to control things or tell us what to do that's still so deeply ingrained that even if in our real lives we're quite competent, responsible, mature people for some reason getting back under the same roof with our parents, sometimes those dynamics of parents wanting to parent and the, quote, kids, even if we're adult kids, 
wanting to resist that or rebel against that is still a quite tricky dynamic to to push against and to navigate those new waters. And you're even sort of touching on something I wanted to ask you, which is the discussion of how how relationships change you know, now that we're 20-something, you know, I'm thinking of myself and the other 20-somethings out there who are listening, who are going home for the first time is not saying that we're some kind of all-knowing adults. You know, we've been in the, the quote-unquote real world for one, two, three years. But yeah. going home as an adult, you know, how does that change relationship to relationships? And does that play into it all? Why maybe you you kind of are like, I don't want to be an adult when I'm home. I just want to go back to being a kid. Well, right. So there's there's kind of the two sides. There's the annoying side where your parents are still making comments about what you're wearing or you going out and they mm-hmm. think you should just be at home bonding with the family. So there's kind of the frustrating side where you want to be treated like an adult. But then what you're touching on, I think, is the positive side of, of regression, which is that it's nice to kind of go back and yeah. be taken care of and have somebody wash your dishes or make you breakfast in the morning and you can kind of sit around and <laughs> and be waited on perhaps a, a bit more than happens in real life. So I think that's the, the nice side of regression when you go home is trying to really soak all that caretaking up that parents are still oftentimes really wanting to lavish on you. But do you think there's any sort of downside to that? Like these fully grown kids are going home and saying like, okay, so when, you know, what's on the menu today for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And by the way, here's a load of laundry. And while we're at it, can you fix these things and make me a doctor's appointment? Not saying that I don't do all of those things. (laughs) I don't know who could possibly do that. I just off the top of my head. (laughs) Do you think there's a downside at all? Sure. Of of course, I guess everything in moderation. So I think I know for for myself and for my husband, we definitely enjoy some of that and enjoy being having meals prepared for us and dumping the dishes in the sink and knowing that magically they're going to be washed. I Mm -hmm. think some of that is fun. But I know uh, certainly as we've gotten older and we've brought kids into the mix, then I'm aware of moderation where it's nice if I can go in there and offer to to help out you know my mom or mother-in-law with cooking or help out with dishes so of course it's nice to be aware of soaking that up some and letting yourself be parented and babied a little bit but then also knowing our parents probably expect us to (laughs) to pitch in at a certain point and not just completely sit around helpless Earlier, you were talking about our senses and our things like that are really primitive. So some of this regression sounds like it happens a little bit unconsciously, like you smell yeah. something or see something and you're it's just kind of a brain reaction that you don't necessarily control. But what I'm wondering is, you know, people are going home for Christmas or Hanukkah or just the New Year's or the holidays. How can we sort of break that cycle and go home as our like adult selves and not, you know, what can we do to make sure that we're not totally snapping back into 14-year-old mode when we go home for the holidays? Because it seems like that would make you feel kind of cool and independent, and, and it would be a good thing to go home and and not, you know, whine and, and be a total baby. <laughs> right. Great question. I think, for one, just even being aware that that dynamic happens, I think there's some some joke I've heard where, 
for every day that you're home, you regress five years. Oh, Oh my God, I'm going uh, home for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to stay too long or you technically won't be old enough to, to drive home. So I think that is kind of amusing to, to think about each day that you're there. We're, we're slowly being sucked back in without even realizing it. So um, I think to be aware of that and be proactive before you go home to set some boundaries is a great way of handling some of this. So, for example, if you're going home and you know you want to see some old friends, but that your parents are going to be pressuring you to stay home all the time, to go ahead in advance and say, hey, can't wait to come home just to let you know I have plans with old friends these two nights, so I'll be going out then, but I'm so excited about hanging out the rest of the time. That's a helpful tip is just to establish those boundaries. Or if you've changed, oh, my gosh, from when you were a teenager, Mm -hmm. go ahead and give your parents a heads up about changes, you know, to say, So, by the way, this vegetarian thing is actually real. I'm really doing it. So that that means I'm not eating turkey or chicken. I really just want you to respect that and not have awkward scenes around the dinner table. So those are just some examples of being proactive with establishing boundaries. So when you get there, hopefully everybody's already digested that and you can head off some of the the awkwardness or some of that regression into squabbling about things that you might be able to prevent just by talking about it in advance. And what about when you get home and you fall right back into the same bickering with your younger siblings or, you know, becoming a lazy sloth? I mean, I know the the obvious answer is just don't do it. But, you know, (laughs) how can you kind of calm down those, what you were saying, those like primitive triggers and just and kind of overcome that, that break that cycle. Yes. So, well, so you're right. I mean, one, the one answer that really is helpful is just tell yourself, I'm not going to get sucked into petty fighting and sort of practice already biting your tongue and know that if, if you start to argue with your, your siblings or your parents, it, it does take two to fight, even though that's a cliche, it's true. So, to just already have some strategies in place where you know to walk away for a few minutes or go step outside to have some fresh air for a minute if you find yourself starting to go back and forth or if you are going home with a spouse or significant other you can even enlist their help you know and have them have a signal to touch your arm or give you a look that means they're sucking you in, time to, to take a step back. So mm-hmm. just having some strategies like that to disengage. And I also think it's helpful, though, even as adult kids, to to let some small things go and basically give the, the parents little small victories. So even, you know, even if you think you don't need a jacket or a sweater to go outside, but you know your mom loves to think that you're always going to be warm so just to take the jacket and walk outside just to make your parents happy or take the casserole that you really don't love but you know it always pleases your parents that you're going to be full little things like that to tell yourself you're just going to give your parents small victories just to have peace sometimes that can go a long way as well 
And you mentioned bringing your spouse or significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend home. That's a whole other battle on, on like dealing with your parents still see you as a child. So what are the sleeping arrangements and, and how yes. do you spend time with them while still bonding with your parents? That's a whole other battle. It sure is. And that would definitely fall in the, the lines of of what we were talking about with establishing boundaries up front. So if there are certain things or certain activities you and your significant other want to do on your own, or if you need to clarify sleeping arrangements or any of that, definitely better (laughs) to do that in advance so that you can hopefully have things established before you get there. But I I find too, if if you have your spouse or significant other and you're going to their house, it's really interesting to be the bystander for some of these dynamics and see your significant other or spouse (laughs) regress and you're seeing their adolescent version uh, of themselves where sometimes that can even affect your relationship where you're having tension because of how your spouse or significant other is changing. So all kinds of fascinating ricochets and chain reactions that can go on. Yeah, going home for the holidays sounds like the closest we ever get to time travel. (laughs) It's like if you ever wondered what your boyfriend or friends were like as a child, go home with them for Christmas (laughs) or something like that. Yes. Maybe that's the answer. (laughs) Hopefully you can sometimes see really neat things that you see, oh my gosh, my husband or my boyfriend is so sweet with his mom or with his siblings. And sometimes that can be a really nice awakening to see another side of your significant other that you haven't seen yet because of how he or she is with um, their parents. Very true. There's a silver lining other than the getting breakfast made for yourself and all that good stuff that comes with going home. That's right. And, you know, I was also thinking even some of that positive progression is sometimes how when you are talking to your parents, some of those old familiar responses your parents have can be so reassuring. I know, for example, if I'm telling my dad about an injustice that's happened to me or mm-hmm. where I feel like I've been mistreated, it's nice to know even at age 40, he's still going to say the same things about, would you need me to pay them a visit? Do they know <laughs> that I'm retired army? And <laughs> even though I know he's 67 and he's likely not going to be going after right. people on my behalf. <laughs> Some of that regression where, again, you know your parents have your back, and if you're venting that they're going to say certain things that are reassuring, uh, again, that's the, the silver lining to really embrace about going home for the holidays and having that support. That's true. I'm, I'm very excited to go back. I'll be home for like two weeks. And I don't know if my parents are excited to have me home for that long. I might be overstaying my welcome, but I'm certainly looking forward uh, to it. Have you done that, that math then with the, the I know. I'm going to be like day. back in the womb or something. I'm going home for so long. It's like, it's like before I was even an idea. Oh, um, no. So we'll see. So I'll have to circle back with you afterwards and see, see where I'm at. Please do. <laughs> but Dr. Wins, I really appreciate your advice. It was really interesting to learn about all of this, and I hope you have a happy holiday. Thank you. And people can find out more information about you and your practice at winsfamilypsychology.com or nowimpyparenting.com. Yes, thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at samzabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Jason Gambrell. And if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and review on iTunes. Plus, grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.